As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. All right, you ready? Let's go. Yep, let's do it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What the hell are you wearing? What? You're wearing that on the show tonight. Yeah, what's wrong? It's millennial fashion. You look like you're half drunk, rolled out of bed, hung over, and late for a job interview. I don't know what you're talking about. This is the style now. It's 2019. Come join me in the new modern era. Whatever, man. Let's go. Is Sipker available? Can somebody get Sipker on line one? Good lord! <sighs> this is going to be a long show. Live from WHO HD, it's Sound Off with Keith Murphy and John Sears. Featuring Andy Fails with What's Bugging Andy. Now, get ready to Sound Off. Welcome into Sound Off. John Sears along with Mark Freund. As you can tell, good to see he got a shirt and tie on before the show looking professional. Dress code's pretty strict for Mr. Sound Off. Jeez. Look, when you got a show named after you, you try to make it look nice. We're not into this millennial fashion stuff, so... Got the green tie with the nice shirt on. You Good to see. Taking the fashion tips. All right, we got a big show tonight. It's kind of a a transition show in the world of sports. Yeah. You know, you got the uh, the men's championship game tomorrow night. The women finished up tonight. Fred Hoiberg introduced at Nebraska earlier this week. The Iowa women lost in the Elite Eight. That seems like it was a while ago, but yeah. hot topic anyway. Men's championship game is set. It'll be Virginia and Texas Tech Monday night. I'm guessing not too many people had that championship game on their bracket. I sure didn't. Plus, plenty of basketball news this week. The Iowa women lost in the Elite Eight to Baylor. Fred Hoiberg officially introduced at Nebraska. Lindell Wigginson and Taylor Horton Tucker both leaving Iowa State to turn pro. Give us a call. 515-282-9010 to sound off on any of those topics or anything else. Time for, I think. I feel like the topic of Twitter and social media come up on Sound Off numerous times every year. Earlier this week, the Twitter bells started ringing loud across the state of Iowa when reports started surfacing that Fran McCaffrey was a candidate for the Arkansas head coaching job, possibly even a finalist. The reports were all over Twitter. So of course, when anything comes out on social media, reporters start sweating, checking sources, checking anything they can, to verify or discredit the social media post. It's a snowball effect. One thing gets reported, then reported by others who are just praying the original report is correct. Next came the flight tracker. Whenever I see a flight tracker post, I almost feel like we're in some sort of TV drama trying to track down the bad guys. Where are they? Where did they land? How long did they meet? Pictures? Does anyone have super secret pictures from the meeting? Well, the reports were correct. A private aircraft flew from Arkansas to Iowa City to Minneapolis and then to Reno, Nevada. So that confirmed the reports that McCaffrey, Richard Pitino, and Eric Musselman were candidates for the Arkansas job. Or did it? Hawkeye Nation's Rob Howe reached out to McCaffrey about the Arkansas opening. Fran's response? No. The plot thickens. 
McCaffrey was in Des Moines on Monday at an event for student athletes when the plane landed in Iowa City. So what was this private plane doing in eastern Iowa if Fran wasn't even there? At this point, reporters are feeling like David Caruso in CSI Miami. Well, we have an explanation. East Tennessee State head coach Steve Forbes was reportedly in Iowa City and met with Arkansas. Forbes is an Iowa native and was back home with his family. Social media can be great, but it can also cause some major headaches, especially for reporters who are just trying to do their job. By the way, Arkansas has its coach, Eric Musselman from Nevada. Flight Tracker was right. All right, Baylor won the NCAA Women's National Championship. The Lady Bears were the best team in the tournament. Their head coach, Kim Mulkey, well, she's a polarizing figure. A Google search can tell you that. But it was Mulkey's press conference before the Elite Eight that caught this state's attention. Baylor was getting ready to play Iowa. ESPN reporter David Newton asked Mulkey how center Kalani Brown's mobility had improved. Mulkey's response? Well, you, tell me who you with. Are you, where are you from? Excuse me? Identify yourself. David Newton, ESPN.com. Well, David, you wrote that uh, she plays small at times, I think. So she hasn't shrunk. She's still 6'7". Um, I don't know what you mean by mobility. Am I the only one that felt like identify yourself was a cheap shot? Mulkey clearly knew who Newton was. It's in her tone and her words. This reads to me like an attempt to discredit someone who was just doing his job. Now, coaches and media don't always see eye to eye. That's part of the deal. But identify yourself, felt unprofessional, disrespectful, and cheap. Mulkey and Baylor whipped Iowa to advance to the Final Four and then won the national championship. Credit Baylor and credit Mulkey. Her on-court resume speaks for itself. Mulkey might not like the media, and that's okay. She's not alone. Plenty of coaches don't, but some do, like Lisa Bluter. Last weekend, she was gracious and polite. Bluter didn't ask anyone from Des Moines, Cedar Rapids, or anywhere else to identify themselves. Iowa lost that Elite Eight game by 32 points, and Bluter was thanking media for their coverage as we walked out of the locker room. A little respect goes a long way. Mulkey or Bluter? I know who I'd rather cover. Baylor was good. They were. They have a really good team. Really good team. They, uh, we, we saw that game tonight against Notre Dame, one-point yep. win. And uh, Notre Dame won in classic fashion last year on a last-second shot. Right. Baylor kind of returned the favor this time. And what did it say about Baylor tonight for them to withstand that run? Lauren Cox, their, uh, one of their post-presences yeah. that really had a great tournament, gets hurt. And Notre Dame starts coming all the way back down from double digits. But the resiliency by Baylor to hold it off, get the big buckets at the right time, that was impressive. Give us a call if you want to talk about anything. 515-282-9010. How about the men's NCAA tournament? Virginia and Texas Tech. I will say I had Virginia in the championship, but I had them playing Duke. So yeah. I, I, I had Texas Tech losing. I think I had them losing maybe in the second round to Buffalo or something like mm. that, if that sounds familiar. I, uh, this, this is a huge surprise for me that the Red Raiders made it this far. Yeah, this, this was definitely a dark horse pick. I think there were people out there that, that had Texas Tech 
and you know, in Big 12 country, people were on them. But then what happened in the Big 12 tournament? They lost to West Virginia. That kind of turned me off of, of them right. coming into the NCAA tournament. I thought, okay, this team's one and done to West Virginia. Yep. There's no, this, is, this is an upset waiting to happen in the, in the big dance. Yep, but as we've seen, if you can play some defense, you can advance pretty far in this tournament. And what can Texas Tech do? They can play some defense. Who you, got, who, who you got Monday night? I like Virginia. My heart says Texas Tech, but I think Virginia is just a little bit better. I think Virginia's better, better, but I, for some reason, I have a feeling that Chris Beard might get it done for the Red He's Raiders. He's a great coach. All right, time for lookalikes with a local connection. Tiny ref judges Storman Norman from Waukee thinks UFC fighter Mickey Gall looks like Iowa State basketball player Michael Jacobson. Tiny ref, mm, not feeling that one, Storman Norman. Louis in Des Moines says Iowa State legend, now Nebraska head coach Fred Hoiberg. Looks like Captain America actor Chris Evans. Tiny ref. Two good-looking men there. <laughs> There's a buzzer. <laughs> Guys, they say you can't understand a man until you've walked a mile in his shoes. Well, that sounds impossible and also kind of gross. But it's part of What's Bugging Andy next. Time for another game of knockout. One has to go. Now, baseball is underway, so it's ballpark snack food. One has to go. Nachos, pretzel. We're not talking the little pretzel. We're talking about the big, the ball, the big yeah. pretzels with the mustard. Popcorn and french fries. Which one goes? I say french fries. You're not a fry guy, man. What about garlic fries? I'm a fry guy, but they're not ballpark food. Like, give me hot dogs or... I don't know, man. Fries are good. Garlic fries with ketchup. I I'm going pretzel. I like pretzels, but out of those ones, I think I like the other three better. That's fair. All right. This time of year, college basketball players have the tough decision to make in returning to school or leaving early for the NBA. Andy Fales says the decision should be easy. That's what's bugging Andy. There are times when I wish I could see the other side of an argument better than I do. I know there are two sides, and even though I'm on one of them, I know that the other side has some very valid points. I just don't always see them. I almost always think that our basketball players should stay in school rather than leave early for the NBA. Lindell Wigginton and Talon Horton Tucker not only didn't follow my advice, they didn't ask for it. And why would they? But I still feel like I'm right. All season long, I watched them, knowing they both were considering leaving Iowa State early, trying to imagine their games translating to the NBA. It always looked to me like both of them could use more time at the college level to improve their prospects. But again, that's my perspective. To NBA scouts, maybe they look like players who won't develop anymore at this level and need to attempt the jump now. To their families, maybe this has always been the plan, to use college ball only briefly. To me, if you're not virtually guaranteed to be a first-round pick in the draft, you should stay in school. I know there are lots of second-round players who get guaranteed money, but there's still no guarantee that you'll be one of those players and no guarantee that a guy projected as a second-round pick will get picked at all. So why not stay in school where you are guaranteed to be the focal point of your team and have the attention of NBA scouts once again and where you can continue growing as a man and getting an education which can help you a great deal when your professional career comes to an end. 
will come to an end, probably very soon, and probably well short of the money you'll need to live out your life. But I get it, that's my view, and I'm in my 40s. I didn't have to worry about providing for a family when I was in college, and I didn't have agents and friends and family whispering NBA in my ear when I was 20. I wish I could see both perspectives clearly, but I can't, and that's what's bugging me. I'm Andy Fails. Andy, thank you. Up next, more live calls. Becky and Bondurant, TJ and Polk City hang on the line. Plus, who's in your five? My top five basketball movies all time. Here's a hint. They're all before Y2K. Give us a call, 515-282-9010, and sound off. Follow us on Twitter at SoundOff13. B. McCool writes, when I see the mayor and his wife walking out, it looks strangely the same as when he was introduced in Chicago. Hopefully for his family, different results. Amen. Mark, not me, writes about the men's championship game coming up. Everyone will point out how boring this matchup is, but how about the resurgence of programs that are built by three- and four-year players? And people should be talking about Chris Beard as a top-five coach in the nation right now for what he's done the last three seasons. Hard to argue with that. That was actually Randy wrote it wrong in the script. Randy, thanks for the tweet. All right, who's in your five? My top five basketball movies. Number five, Blue Chips. Shaq, Penny, Nick Nolte. This is about paying college athletes 25 years ago. It fits today. Yeah, this movie was ahead of its time. Really peels back the curtain on issues that are still prevalent today. Number four, White Men Can't Jump. Old school, Woody Harrelson, Wesley Snipes. A funny movie about basketball stereotypes. It's a fun watch. Good stuff. Number three, Hoop Dreams. Documentary from the early 90s that follows two Af African-American teens as they transfer to a predominantly white high school to play ball in hopes of making it to the NBA. It's real, it's raw, it's, it's really good. Number two, he got game. Denzel Washington plays the father of Jesus Shuttlesworth, a.k.a. Ray Allen, who's the top high school prospect in the country. Stories about a father trying to reunite with his son after going to prison. You seen this one? I have not seen that one, no. It's got a good soundtrack, too. Number one, you've seen this. Yes. Hoosiers, Gene Hackman as Normandale, the ultimate underdog story with Jimmy Chitwood playing the role of hero. Last scene, I love it. Gives me goosebumps every time. I'll make it. Good list, but where is Space Jam? I like these other ones better. Mm. I, I like these. I'm, I'm a, I like Space Jam, but I don't know. I just uh, I like these other basketball movies better. All right, we got to get some more calls. Let's go to uh, Becky in Bondurant. Wants to talk about Iowa State basketball. Becky, what's on your mind? Well, as Andy was saying, I don't think these two that are going are ready for the NBA. I mean, they're good players, but I just wonder because there was all this stuff going on all season when they leave. Do they get like interview, private interviews with somebody other than the coach to maybe see are they really wanting to leave or they just can't stand it so much? They're saying, heck with it, we're going. Uh, Becky, thanks for the call. I think in uh, Taylor Horton Tucker and Lindell Wigginton's case, I think they're both realistic in knowing that uh, maybe they're drafted late first round, but maybe second round, maybe not drafted at all. But yeah. I think both of them are ready to say, you know what? We are confident enough in our abilities. We're going to play pro ball somewhere yep. and then eventually make it to the NBA where we want to be. So I don't think either of them are thinking we're going to be first-round picks. Right. I think both of them are thinking 
I want to go play pro ball somewhere, make money while I can play at a young age, and then eventually try to make it. And they certainly both have the skills to potentially translate to the next level, mm -hmm. but obviously all that stuff remains to be seen uh, as, as it pertains to those two. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see Iowa State next year. They lose, they lose a good amount of players. They sure do. All right, uh, TJ in Polk City. TJ, want to talk about Texas Tech and their crazy run to the championship game? Yeah, well, I do. I, first of all, I have to clarify one thing. I have to have someone on that show admit they said uh, there'd be a showdown between Michigan State and Texas Tech to determine whether the Big Ten or the Big 12 was better. <laughs> I guess we know that answer. <laughs> anyway, uh, Texas Tech, the thing is, they've been underrated, I think, all season because being in Big 12, anybody could win on any given date. And they were really rather lucky to lose in the tournament. They didn't expend any of their energy, and they saved it for the right tournament, unlike the Cyclones, my team. And so that's that. And I have to... I have to spew about one more thing, right? And that is the kids leaving to go pro. I think, and I, I love Steve Prome, but I think you have to chalk some of that up to him. He never put Lindell Liggington back in the lineup to start, and he was out of the lineup because of the injury. None of his, I mean, he's just too slow to make those moves. I think Liggington was discouraged enough that that's why he's leaving. He didn't have any loyalty left to the program. Look at Monty Morris. He could have left sooner, but he was loyal to Iowa State. See what I'm saying? Keith? Gotcha. TJ, thanks for the call. A lot, a lot of interesting points there. Yeah. Uh, the Red Raiders probably overlooked a little because of their name. Right. Texas Tech Red Raiders, not a whole lot of right. basketball tradition. And I think the Wigginton coming off the bench might have played a factor. Uh, any guy that is normally a star then put in a bench role, I think that can play a factor in whether you know he's a borderline NBA player. And we've talked about this before. He was vocal at times during the season that, that he – at times did not feel comfortable coming yeah. off the bench. He, he did want to get back in the starting lineup. As it worked out, he never did. Knockout results straight ahead. Plus, Mark and I face off. Wigginton or THT? Who you got? Plus, are the Cubs done already? Get your final calls in. Knockout results are in, and Mark, you are right. Look at this. 50% of the Bodie audience, audience says get rid of the French fries. They are out. Looks like everybody loves nachos and popcorn, but French fries are knocked out. Chalk one up for the good guy. Park food. All right. All right, time to bounce around some more topics. We call it face-off. Iowa's Megan Gustafson continues racking up all the awards, all of them, mm -hmm. including the Naismith National Player of the Year. Doubt we ever see a season like this anytime soon. Hard to imagine. The Naismith is basically the Heisman Trophy of women's basketball. No other Big Ten player has ever won it. Gustafson has firmly cemented herself on the Mount Rushmore of Hawkeye Athletics. You can say that again. Lindell Wigginton and Taylor Horton Tucker both declared for the NBA draft. And barring something drastic, mm -hmm. both are going to be gone. If you're starting a team, who do you take? I go with Wigginton just for his sheer athletic ability. This is tough. Give me Wigginton as well. I like his bounce and athleticism. He can shoot it too. Scouts love Horton Tucker's potential and length, and for good reason. Mm -hmm. But when he's off, he's really yeah. off. It'll be interesting to see if either can crack an NBA lineup someday. Should be interesting. The Alliance of American Football League suspended all operations and folded this week. This uh, was an unceremonious end 
but not totally shocking. Yeah, it sounds like it was a bad money deal. I feel bad for some of the players who found out while practicing. Yeah. Players were kicked out of the team hotels, forced to pay their own way home. Pretty embarrassing. XFL, take notes. What else is embarrassing? The Cubs are off to a 2-7 and seven mm. start. Already five and a half games behind the Brewers in the NL Central. Many Cub fans are already giving up. Should they? Not yet. They'll win some games because of the offense, but their pitching is the worst in all of Major League Baseball. I think I could step into the box against the bullpen and drive in some runs. We should put that up to a, a vote there. The Wild have lost eight straight games. What happened, John? I don't know. They have three games left, likely need to win two to have a shot at the postseason. This team was playing so well earlier in the year. I'd like to see some AHL playoff hockey at the well. Come on, Wild. Get it done. At least we know the Bucks are in. Over, under, overrated. Mark Few, Gonzaga head coach. 20 years, one Final Four with many teams ranked number one. Good coach, but they've kind of underachieved. Own underrated. Chris Beard, Texas Tech. We talked about this guy a lot tonight. Three years in Lubbock and the Red Raiders, one win away from a national title. Yeah, he's man, that's going to be a fun game tomorrow night. He's been really good yeah, for them. Yeah, they've done really well. Oh, oh, hold All on right, boys, this show is dragging. Let me tell you, so you got one minute. One minute to wrap it up. Oh, man, All right. Ref just every week. All right, let's get a couple quick calls in. Hank from Des Moines, what did you want to talk about, Hank? I just wanted to say I'm proud of the state of Iowa. We don't have no NFL teams. We don't have – we have Iowa Wild. We have the Iowa Cubs. We don't have all these big league stuff. Our colleges, all of them are kicking butt. They are kicking just, butt. Just proud of the state of Iowa is all I had to say. I agree with that. Well said, Hank. Amen to that. J.C. Altoona, you got to make it really quick. J.C. Altoona, what do you want to say about the top five b-ball movies? Make it quick. Hey, buddy, you left out a few uh, key key movies. Glory Road, yep. Above the Rim, and Heaven is a Playground. You ever heard of that one? I have. They're all good. They're, I only had five. Those are all good, and I like them all. All right. That'll do it for us. We're back next week, and we hope you are too. We leave you now with a melancholy sound-off send-off, a sad goodbye to a friend and fan of the show, Leo Murphy. Keith's father. Leo passed away on Friday at the age of 84. Just a great guy with an infectious sense of humor. Leo was known by many as Big L and will certainly be missed. Our thoughts and prayers to the entire Murphy family. Leo Murphy, rest in peace, Big L. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. Mm. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, 
you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. All state vehicle and property insurance company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.